You're listening to City Church Long Beach Sermons. Visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Here in person, and those of you who are online on Zoom, we are so glad that we get to be here together for church. Uh, Just in case, you know, make sure everybody knows what they've stumbled into this morning. We are City Church of Long Beach, where we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And we're so glad that we get to do that with all of you. So a a word especially for those of you who are here in person. Uh, There are some bathrooms available uh, if you're, you know, if you're newer to this space. So right inside the auditorium, you take like an immediate left up the stairs and there's a bathroom right there on the left. And then we actually have a couple over there. Uh, Those have a little bit of a trick door. So when you notice that it is locked open so you're able to get in, um, that's intentional. And so when you leave the restroom, you just kind of leave it the way you found it, locked open. Um, Yeah, so it is going to be a good, good morning here together. Um, I just realized I forgot to tell you my name uh, if I haven't actually met you here before, but I'm Brenna Rubio, and I'm one of the co-pastors here at City Church of Long Beach. It is really good to see some kiddos here with us in person together this morning because we have missed you. We have not had kids ministry for about a month as we were waiting for the Omicron surge to die back down a little bit. And so kids, just a special welcome for you here this morning. Um, And we have a great craft for you this morning, our friend Miss Wendy, who's going to come up right now because she wants to pray over you. We love praying for our kids, but Wendy brought an amazing craft for you this morning. And so for any kids who want to, after Miss Wendy prays, you can actually go over with her over to these picnic benches. Parents, you'll be able to see your kids like the whole time. Uh, But yeah, your, your kids can have a great story and craft experience if they would like to. Good morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for bringing us together today, for those who are on Zoom and for those who are here. We thank you for the kids. Thank you that they're able to be here today and that we're able to have a a lesson and a craft. And I pray that through that, they would come to know that you are love, that they are loved, and how to spread love to others. We pray for those kids who are at home. We pray, Lord, that you would let them come to know you. Let them come to know that you are love. We also lift up the kids of Lafayette Elementary School. Um, We pray that wherever they are, that they are healthy and they're safe and that they are loved. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. Thank you, Wendy. Okay, kids, so if you want to, you can go with Miss Wendy right now. You're going to head over that direction towards the tables. And would you welcome our other co-pastor, Bill White? Thanks, Brian Rubio. So good to be with everybody here today and our friends on Zoom. So good. So very good. Um, So we are wrapping up a sermon series today. We've been looking at this short little letter in the New Testament called the Letter to the Philippians. There's a church called Philippi. And this guy, church leader Paul, wrote a letter to him and said, hey, here's some things to think about. And so we've been looking at that the last few weeks. And today we're wrapping it up and we're thinking a little bit about this idea of mentors. Like, do we have men- What is a mentor? Um, do we have mentors? And because it, it's a theme that, that gets touched on in this book. And I was thinking a little bit about it this morning and realized that, you know, back, back in the day, uh, at my old church, I went up to the head pastor 
And I said, hey, I want you to mentor me. And he basically said no. And I didn't realize it at the time, but he was really wise in saying no. Because I had like this world of need within me. And I was going to him and like, I was like, I want you to be like my dad and the Pope and Jesus. And like, I had like 12 things I needed him to be for me. And I was so disappointed when he said no. And, and a friend of mine asked me like, well, hey, are you growing? You know, do you feel like you're growing spiritually right after that? And I was like, no. And I'm so mad because this guy won't mentor me. And, and at that moment, I realized, like, maybe I need to take, start taking a little bit more responsibility for my own personal growth. Like, maybe, you know, this one pastor couldn't also be my therapist. And he, like, maybe I needed more than, like, maybe I needed just a whole lot. And that started me on, the, on a journey. I went and found what's called a spiritual director, which is kind of like, he's an old retired pastor. He's 80 years old. Um, and we've been meeting every month for the last 20 years now. So that's, that's when I, I started meeting with him. And he helped me understand, like, hey, there's, there's more to this idea of, of growing and maturing than finding one person latching on to them and, like, squeezing the life out of them and trying to, like, just be their clone or something, right? And that started me on this long journey of thinking about what, what does it mean to be mentors? And can I have open eyes to see what some healthy mentors are um, around me and to tap into that a little bit more. So uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. And I'd like to invite up uh, Serena Bakru, who's going to read scripture for us today. So welcome, Serena. I wasn't sure if it was you or VJ. Thanks for waving. I got it. <laughs> okay, good morning, everyone. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. People up. Oh, no, you're good. People of God, this is the word of God. You may be seated. Thanks so much, Serena. You, should, you could have done that. I don't. Um, so, so Paul is writing to this little church in Philippi, and he's saying, hey, I'm going to send Timothy to you guys. He's a great influence. He's a good teacher, and, and he kind of clarifies some of the things that Timothy's going to add value, how he's going to add value to this little, this little home church, probably, in this, in this town. And the backstory is that Paul has known Timothy for 12 years at this point and has has actively mentored Timothy. And so now Timothy is ready to actively mentor some others, right? That's that's kind of how this this process works. And and there's there are a couple of layers to this because when when Paul sends Timothy to this little church and he says like hey, he's a great role model, he's got he's got a couple of things going on that are really helpful. Um, you look back at the relationship and you realize that mentoring actually goes, can go a couple different ways. Because the good mentors are always learning from the people that they mentor, right? Uh, like a good therapist will actually learn stuff from their clients. 
And theoretically, a good pastor should be learning stuff from the people of, you know, her church. That this is, this is normal. And so when Paul, and you see this back way early on when Paul is starting his ministry, he looks at Timothy. Paul's an old dude. And he looks at Timothy and he goes, I see the next generation. And Timothy has a couple of key characteristics that Paul didn't necessarily have. So Timothy was just kind of a, had a lot of goodness in him. And, and there's, there's some descriptions of this in the book of Acts. Whereas Paul had a lot of meanness in him. I mean, if you follow Paul's story, there's just a lot. I mean, you know, he killed people regularly for a while there. Uh, and some of that meanness, you see, you, you kind of see it show up some other places too, I'll be honest with you. But anyway, um, but also Timothy was a cultural guide for Paul. Timothy was biracial. And biracial people have this superpower of being able to bridge cultures, right? And Paul really needed that because he was trying to connect with people who are different than him, and he wasn't very good at it. He really had, had made a mess of it just before he met Timothy. And so I think he's saying, like, hey, I'm going to mentor you in some spiritual ways and teach you some of the Bible, but maybe I could learn a little bit from you about this goodness in you and also how to be a bridge builder. And so there's this, this is a piece of what mentoring is, right? So it goes both ways. Um, and while we're, while we're thinking about this, this idea of mentoring, what I want to do is I want to break down um, some different kinds of mentors. And I'm, let's see, I think I'm going to move this off to the side here. Um, I want to, uh, we're, we're going to talk about this for a second. Hold on while I get myself situated. And we're going to see a little bit of this more in some of the, the scripture that we're going to unpack here. But when we think about mentors, I'd like for us to think about it as a constellation rather than a single person. So many times we do what I did, which is I go to one person and say, please solve all my problems. And it's just too much to bear. But a healthy mentor is a piece of a constellation of mentors. And so we're going to think about some different kinds of mentors, and we'll see some of these also in this text. So when you look up and you see a, a constellation like the Big Dipper, some stars shine more brightly at one point than at, at others, right? And so some of those stars might be brighter. And at a particular time, one of your mentors might be more significant in your life. That's healthy and normal. But if you only have one specific mentor, you're probably in a tough spot. So early on in our, in our faith journey, it's helpful to have a discipler, someone who comes along and teaches you the basics. Like, hey, here's some thoughts about the Bible and how to pray. For many of us here in this context, we're starting to deconstruct our faith. It's actually really helpful to have someone come along and help with the basics. Like, uh, there's a book group right now, there are a couple of book groups studying some of Rachel Held Evans' material. She is a fantastic discipler in terms of, like, how to deconstruct in good and healthy ways, right? Um, so there's also what you would call a teacher. And that is someone that you go to for, for knowledge primarily, right? There may be someone who you just love for them to teach you how to do things. And Paul talks about Timothy later on as being a teacher. And Paul was a teacher. That was part of their mentoring sort of mix. There's the, the coach. So if the, if the teacher 
passes on knowledge to a mentee. A coach typically passes on skills. Does that make sense? So, and, and th you can think about mentors here, like how many people here and on Zoom, how many people, and you can put your hand up on the little Zoom screen, how many people here work in education, right? Lots and lots, right? So at least a dozen, right? These are, these are teachers. That's an actual form of mentoring. When you teach elementary school, you are mentoring kids, right? Or if you're in the administration, you're mentoring teachers and staff. And coaches, I mean, some of the things that I've learned best in life, I learned from athletic coaches when I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, right? It was more than just learning how to play football. It was learning how to do life. But there are also coaches specifically on the spiritual journey uh, around like, how do you pray? You know, you know let, let's go together and do a prayer retreat, stuff like that. Then there's what you would call a sponsor. And the sponsor has two meanings. One is, in a technical sense, a sponsor is someone who is ahead of you in an organization. So they help you get job interviews. They help you move forward in your career, something like that. That can be a sponsor. A sponsor is also something that you find in AA and other recovery groups who checks in on you daily, right? And who cares about you and, and is sort of a, a role model, right? And again, both are forms of mentors. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, here we go. Sorry, so many, so many mentors, therapists. So, so think about this star as, as the therapist, right? It's, it's an emotional mentor, someone to help you grow up. Right? That's why I have a therapist, because I need to grow up. Right? You probably should have one too, in case you haven't figured that out. Um, you can, we talk about a spiritual director, which is a, a more, like my, my guy who's 80 years old, he's my spiritual director. He's a, a spiritual mentor. We talk about God and how we're thinking about God, how I'm growing or not growing, those sorts of things. Um, and then there is, let me see, oh, yeah. So I'm going to throw this one up there because it's, sometimes it's, it's helpful. But it's called the divine contact, which is that person that you, they're not a regular mentor of yours, but you see them every couple of years. And man, when they show up in your life, it's like God showed up. And they gave you some bit of direction or insight about who you are, and you feel like you just, you, you shifted your course. That's what typically is called a divine contact. And then lastly, we think about a, a, a cultural guide. A cultural guide is someone like Timothy was for Paul. Or like, I've got two gay kids. Like, I don't know what it's like to, in the LGBT community. My kids do a lot of coaching, right? Usually accompanied by eye rolls. But sometimes they'll just sit me down and say, Dad, you actually cannot use that word. Oh, tell me why. Right? And they're literally mentoring me in terms of understanding a cultural group that I don't know. Uh, there, there are a couple of stars outside of the system, and I'll throw that up there just because it's helpful, but one is peers. So you have friends who actually provide a lot of these things for you as sort of peer mentors. Like you can't always afford a therapist, but hopefully you've got a friend that you can, you can cry with and talk out your feelings with, right? And sometimes your friend says, wow, you're kind of a lot, get a therapist. And that's fine too, right? That's fine too. But, but your peers can actually run any one of these. 
Um, and, and then they're role models. Role models aren't necessarily your, your peers. They typically, they're older, they're wiser, and you may not even have a close relationship with them. They could be an author uh, or someone you follow on Instagram. Or they could be someone at your church. You look at, you know, how they, whatever, conduct their relationship or how they parent uh, or something like that. But, but th this is sort of a constellation of mentors. And the, the, I think our goal and what, I, what I'm hoping for today is that we actually think about this and think like, huh, who are my mentors? Do I have just one? Am I putting, putting all my bets down on just one mentor to rescue me? Or no, can I be open? Like, man, maybe there's some different ones. Maybe I need to have an actual conversation with someone and say, will you mentor me? Right? And maybe some of us need to have the conversation and say, hey, would you like for me to mentor you in this particular area? But it's part of what it means for us to be the community of God. So we're going to think for just a minute about what a mentor does. So in chapter 4 of this book of Philippians, Paul is writing to his friends, and he makes this long list of attributes and attitudes. He talks about things that are excellent and praiseworthy, things that are noble and good and right. And then the very next line he says, whatever of these attributes you've seen in me or heard from me, Put it into practice. All right, that's from Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 9. Paul's recognizing, look, I don't have it all. Like, don't put, in, don't put in practice the anger. But if you see excellence or nobility or goodness or rightness, these, these sorts of things, kindness, imitate those. And in a separate letter, when he's writing his younger mentee, Timothy, he says, you know all about my way of life. You, you, you know me. You spent time with me in these different cities. We traveled together. And so really, the best part of mentoring is when you share life together. And sometimes you're, you're closer at, at stages of life. Sometimes you're further apart. Um, but it's when you actually share your stories. Um, like, I, I don't know if how many of you guys, Fairy Mary, why don't you wave your hand? Mary Van Geffen, she does some parent mentoring on Instagram, and it's super fun, uh, slightly irreverent. And, uh, you know, but, but she's sharing, the best part is when she shares these stories about what she actually does, right? So I want to invite up a friend of mine, uh, Celeste, if you would come on up. Uh, welcome up, Celeste Yamas, would you? And we're going to talk a little bit about mentoring. Hi, right, Celeste. Here, let's put this down. So put that right up to your face. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Celeste, uh, how long have you been around City Church? We'll start with that. About two years. Two years. Okay. And why did you come? I moved here, and I was taking a walk, and I was looking for something close by because I was pregnant at the time, and I just wanted community. You wanted community, and so you were looking for something close by, and you just wandered in. Mm -hmm. And here you are still. And here I am still. <laughs> That's so great. And she's a great neighbor, um, so and a super, super great family. Um, so tell us a little bit about mentoring. Is that something you've done much with your life? Have you thought of yourself as a mentor before? 
have you done mentoring earlier in your life? I have. Um, I have an insurance office, and I was sent kids from Montebello High School to come into my office and learn basic computer skills, office skills, customer service skills. And we had them coming in regularly. And it was really cool because they looked up to me and the girls that I worked with. And it, it, I didn't even think I was mentoring at the time. I was just doing like part of the program. And, and then I realized, hey, I, they really look up to me. And then they, after they would leave the program, they would ask for recommendation letters. And I did all that. And, and to this day, I still keep in, talk, in, in contact with a lot of them. Right, isn't that beautiful, right? That's, that, that's actual mentoring. Right, even though she she didn't necessarily put the the name on it, right. so, um, and now you're in a kind of an official mentoring relationship. Tell us a little oh. bit how that got started, or like <laughs> how you got put in put up to that, or whatever. You know, Bill with his bright ideas, <laughs> and I, I thought of me as a mentor, and I was like, okay, but well, let's give it a shot. I'm always willing to take a risk, and so. Um, Diani, who's part of the church, I'm not sure if you guys know her, but I've been meeting with her from time to time, and I, it's just a really good time when we get together because I just offer her the space to um, open up, talk, and, you know, a lot of the times I just listen to her. She shares her stories, and we laugh, and we have a good time, and before you know it, I'm like, I, I don't even feel like I'm mentoring her. I feel like she's teaching me a few things. And um, we just have a good time, and time passes, and I feel like she's somewhat family now. Yeah. Well, and, and you've had him over for dinner, and you've got to know Matthew. And and now they know Andrew, too. And yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I talked with Diani this week. Diani coordinates our kids' ministry. She's our neighborhood coordinator. She's actually celebrating her vows this weekend, and she's away, mm -hmm. which is super fun. But uh, she was very sad not to be here. Mm -hmm. So she wrote me some things. She's like, hey, you should say this. <laughs> she's like, we get together and talk, and, and we just bond over having white guy husbands. You know? And like, what, what do you do with we these people? We can relate. <laughs> like, what, who is this guy? Um, but then she's like, she said that, that you invited, you welcome not only her, but her husband into your family, into your life, and that they would literally, you'd sit down and you would talk, and then she would look at her watch, and it'd be three hours. Yeah. yeah. And she said, so this is what Diani said, she said the very best thing about meeting with Celeste is that she shares her life with me. That's it. Now, do you specifically pray for her and stuff like that when you guys meet together? No. 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 <laughs> no, that's not the kind of mentor you are, no, right? No, no. Right? I, I, I share my understanding and empathy with her, yeah. and I just provide that space. But, yeah. Um, she, and that's so great, right? Let's remember, there are different kinds of mentors, and this is essential, and this is what, what we wanted. We wanted Diani. Diani asked, hey, do you have someone who could mentor me? Mm -hmm. And we're like, how about Celeste? She'd be amazing. Yeah. And you are. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so yeah. give it up for Celeste. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Diani was so sad that uh, that she couldn't be here today. So, so Celeste, that's sort of like a life mentor, right? It, there's a little bit of coaching on, you know, dealing with like the mother-in-law, you know, look, you know, there's a little bit of that going on, and but there's just a lot of shared life. Um, when Paul writes the Philippians in in the first chapter, he writes to them. He says, look. I'm gonna, I want to continue on with you for your joy and progress 
in the faith. That's the phrase he uses. I want to continue on kind of being your mentor for your joy and progress in the faith. And what Paul is articulating here is, hey, he is a spiritual mentor, like a spiritual director or the official word. It doesn't matter what you call it. But he's interested in how do people grow and mature spiritually, kind of spiritually proper. Because like Celeste and I were talking, and she's like, well, everything I do with Diani is prayer. Right? Because that's kind of her attitude, right? It's sort of just this prayerful, joyful, grateful attitude. Paul is talking about that and specifically like praying out loud or various things that you might do in your spiritual life. He's talking about their joy and progress in the faith. So I wanted to invite up another great mentor in our midst and talk a little bit about that. So if you guys would welcome Doris Camp. Here she comes. Doris, you are such a gift to me. This Thank is you, so. <laughs> this is such a delight. It's crazy fun to be up here on the platform with you. I know. Now you're famous, <laughs> <laughs> like me. Um, so, Doris, how long have you been around City Church, and why did you end up here? Yeah, we've been here about two and a half years, eight months full on. Here almost every Sunday, working kids, men, getting involved, yeah, yeah. and then COVID hit, and boom, bye-bye, back to Downey for two years, basically. <laughs> oh, man. I know, I know. So, But we've I'll, been in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've connected a few times to walk or whatever. So why did you end up coming to City Church? Okay. I am so sick of that patriarchal stuff that I've been fed in church all my life. All right. Why don't you say it like it is? And I wanted to come to a church where that was done. And, <laughs> and then you met me and you're like, oh, well, there's still progress to make. <laughs> and a church that was uh, doing something that meant something, trying to walk in the ways of Jesus. Well, we are, we are honored that you would be with us. So um, tell us a little bit about a, a life of mentoring as a teacher. Do you have any insight? Like, what was that like? I mean, so you were a special ed teacher for? Like 25, 30 years. 20. And um, yeah, teaching is really all about mentoring. Kids that have learning disabilities, they need someone that they can trust that will come alongside them and really coach them as they're cracking the code in math and reading and writing. And they may have personal needs. I helped kids learn how to make friends out in the playground, right. pairing, partnering right. up kids. And when kids get to fifth grade without a special friend, it's really hard on the moms. And that's one of their big concerns when we would meet with them. And um, I would always tell them, trust me, your child will have a friend by the end of fifth grade. It always happens. They figure it out. Well, in part because they had Doris watching over, right? I love that, Doris. Thanks so much. Um, and so now you do some quote-unquote official mentoring around City Church. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I loved hearing uh, Celeste, your mentoring style. It was really beautiful. I, too, think mentoring should be fun. I, when I meet with my mentees, I really like to be outside. So there's a park in Downey that's really beautiful, has a nice walking path. And I like to start off with a walk around the park and just ask my mentee, like, 
how's it been going for you? What, what's your week been like? And then usually I share about my week. Mm -hmm. um, and then we sit down at a bench and we get uh, uh, something I learned at City Church that I loved and I incorporate is uh, for a couple of years I was involved with uh, the Lexio Divina group mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that I really loved and I bring that into my mentoring. The Psalms are so full of passion and feelings and words and communication with God and it just opens up so many doors to speak with a mentee and you don't have to prepare ahead of time. Right. So you read a psalm? We read, we read, I pick a psalm, pick a psalm and we, we go it. through the process of multiple readings and what emotions does it stir up, what words speak to you, and is there God inviting you into something? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. so and um, I'm really big on not doing a program. I really listen to the Spirit of God and where should, where, sh where does this mentee want to go? What should we do this time? How can I pray for them behind the scenes and at the end of the meeting? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, most people just want to get closer to God and they want healing of past hurts. And so that you find yourself praying for that and, mm -hmm. wow, isn't that beautiful, right? Um, I actually met with one of your mentees this week right, uh, who's an employee at Wrigley Coffee, and uh, she was raving about you oh, and, and how it her. changed her life to, to have you mentor her. That's so great. So, so I tell us, I, now I also recommended, there was another woman who came to me and said, hey, I want a, I want a mentee. Um, and so I said, well, Doris is, is, is your girl, right? Doris has got this nailed down, and so you were very kind and gracious to her. Tell, tell us what you said. But first, I want to say something else. Okay, no, you say it. I want to say I like to ask open-ended questions. And the first one is, how is it with your soul? And the second question is, um, slipped my mind right now. Oh, hey, so, I so have those moments. That's good. That's that'll good, be another moment. Yeah, but back to a relationship, I can always sense when it's drawing to a close and sometimes you have to speak into that person's life in language that they understand. And in this case, I had to look at my new mentee and just say, you need to get your, starts with SH, ends with IT together. And when you're ready, I'll be here for you. <laughs> you actually said that. I said it. That's not usually how I speak. When's the last time you used that word? Uh, probably never. It was the first time. <laughs> first time ever. Can you imagine? I tried to make it seem really natural, like I say it all the time. I use this word all the time. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, but this is what it means to be a mentor, right? That this is so, and she's figuring it out, and she's doing it her way, and Celeste does it her way. It's really beautiful. Thank you so much. Why don't you stay here? I'm going to ask Doris to pray for us in just one minute. But um, So I, I just want to close with an invitation, friends, to find some mentors, maybe different kind of mentors. I'm not sure what you need, where you're at. You probably have some already now that maybe you haven't labeled as such. That's fine. There are probably some ways for you to grow. There are also probably some ways for some of us here to do some mentoring actually reach out to someone and say, hey, I'd love to get coffee with you and hear your story, right? Maybe someone who's younger than you or maybe a high school student or I don't know, or maybe to do some peer mentoring. 
This is a piece of how we grow. We don't, we don't just grow by accident. We grow by intentionality. And having mentors is a, it's just a huge piece of that puzzle. Um, so you want to 